Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come in. Oh, God, I pray that you will have me behind the cross, give me access and ability to the minister of third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth, oh, God. Oh, God, I ask you right now that you will send your revelation, send forth your spirit and teaching, your wisdom and your knowledge forth before the people on this morning. Oh, God, that they may see clearly and see with different lenses like they ever, like they never seen before, oh, God that the revelation of Jesus Christ will come forth in and burn deep down in our hearts and our minds like never before. In Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be Jesus is revisiting the Jordan. I'm coming out of Matthew 15, chapter, verses 1 through 20. Talks about the traditions of men. I'm going to be making references, if I don't read it, Matthew 3, the third chapter, starting at verse 13 through 17. One of the things that God spoke to me a few Sundays ago is that he is repositioning the church and this is what he's been saying and what is going on. Jesus is revisiting the Jordan River because of the things and instructions that's going on in the church right now. People are not really hearing the voice of God. They are really not in a place that they have an understanding of God. They're stuck into a religious state of a state of apostasy. Apostasy is that people are going to be banding their faith. Why? Because God is not doing what they want. He's not answering their prayers that they want him to answer. They're not, God is not meeting their overabundance as what he's done in times past. But in the word, he said he promised to supply all our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And God also spoke and said that he is calling them out of the Jordan River. We're going to be in the book of Matthew, the 15th chapter. And we're talking about the tradition of men. What is tradition? A long-established custom or belief that has passed on in this way. So we're talking about tradition of men. We're looking at a established custom or belief. But is it this belief, is it founded in sound doctrine? Is it based in the word of God? A lot of things that the traditional churches have been doing have not been based in God. It's not been based about, about the word of God. It's been based about how to keep people entertained. It's based on about keeping things going on in the church. There was a service for this and a service for that. But, you know, I look at the times when I came up out of Methodist Church. I thank God for my Methodist upbringing. But it was, you know, really a celebration for the usher board or the deacon board. Trustee. Look at all this stuff. God is shutting it down. It was a way to entertain and to make money. Not saying it was not good. And it served its purpose. But now God is shifting the people. And the people are still stuck. In the tradition of men. You ask the person now in the church, they don't have a clue that this is the God that's moving. They want to see it's the devil. 
But when you understand the word of God, you need to understand that nothing moves, wiggles, shakes, or even perform in this earth when without the permission of God. Job tells you that, but yet when God is moving, when God is doing things and stripping us from these things that we really don't need, but that has kept us away from him, now he's shedding it down. Now we want to say everything is the devil, but now it's time for us to reevaluate ourselves where we are in the mind of Christ. You need to come into a place that you get close to him. Isaiah talked about uh, shedding ourselves in from the time of uh, indignation. But the thing about it is we shed ourselves in the house, but yet we let Sodom and Gomorrah in through the TV, Sodom and Gomorrah in through the internet. All of these things, they did not shed themselves out. When those people fasted and prayed and shed themselves in, they didn't have all of that. And one of the things that keep people in bondage is your cell phone. It's your TV. It's your 500 channels, but yet you're not doing what God has called you to do. You can't fast, you can't pray. No, the devil's not going to make you fast and pray. He's going to do everything that he can to keep you from the presence of God. And we're stuck in the traditions of men. The second definition, it says we're here. Transmissions of customs or belief from generation to generation or the fact of being passed on in this way. Look at what is going on. And then you want to know why your children can't get set free and delivered. What are you passing on? <laughs> what are the customs or traditions that you're passing on? Something can't fall to the next generation if it's not passed on, where they're spiritual and naturally. Let's look at our behavior. Let's look at our pattern. We got to look and see what's really going on. It's time now, and this is the season to evaluate ourselves. I can't look at nobody else that's causing me a headache. I got to look at myself. And I got to see where I lie at in the kingdom of God or in the mind and the heart and the spirit of the living God. I need to understand what is going on. What have I passed on? What is it that I've done that I need God to rectify me? A lot of generations, curses are not going to be broken until the parents get themselves together. A lot of false doctrine, a lot of false teaching, a lot of things that we did because our grandpa, our grandparents did, but was it, is it pertinent for today? Is it pertinent for each child? Because each child is different. Each generation is different. The Bible says they're going weaker but wiser. Now you have a three-year-old can operate an iPhone better than I can. That technology and the mindset, just think about it. You know God is in the midst of it and God is fulfilling his word. Even a three-year-old child can sit there and watch their parent operate a phone and the next minute they got it. Where it takes us, what, two, three weeks to get it. And their mind is totally different. And it's wired totally different. And God has a purpose what he's going to do with that. Let's go to Matthew, the 15th chapter. Then the scribes and Pharisees were, who were from Jerusalem, came to Jesus saying, why do your disciples transgress the traditions of elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said to them, why do you also transgress the commandments of God because of your tradition? Listen to what he's saying. You coming at me for something wrong, but yet you're doing something wrong. I'm in the word. 
There's no error of failure in God. And one thing that I learned, people that have stuff going on with them, they're going to always blame other people. The Sadducees and Pharisees felt something when Jesus Christ was in their presence. I told you, when Jesus Christ was on this earth, there was a presence there. There was something that was there to make the people listen and hear, hear him, to make him receive him. This child was born different than any other man on the earth, on the planet, because they had to be man and woman coming together. But Jesus Christ was impregnated by the spirit. There was something different about God, but yet he suffered and, 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 and felt everything that we felt in this, in this earth. But yet he was not conceived the same way. There was something about Jesus' presence in the earth realm around the Pharisees and the Sadducees that caused them to fear or get upset with Jesus Christ. So therefore, they were always trying to plot and fight, plot and figure out a way how to get him to sin, how to get him to say a lie. For God commanded saying, honor your father and your mother. And he also cursed father or mother. Let him be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to his father or mother, whatever prophets you might have received from, the, from me has been dedica says, dedicated to the temple. It says, is released from honoring his mother or, or father. Thus, you have made the commandments of God of no effect by your tradition. I want to tell you something. Let's go to Mark 7. I'm just going to read Mark 7. And I'm going to tell you something about this. And it's referencing verse 5, Mark 7 and 11. You don't have to go there, but I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it verse 11. It says, but you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever prophets you might have received from me is Corban, that is, dedicated to the temple, and you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother. One of the things I was going to tell you what Jesus was getting them on because they were violating the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment says, well, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the earth. We're still talking about the tradition of men. Every time Jesus confronted the disciples, they always got him with the word. They were always questioning everything that he was doing. And if you look at us now, we're the, to me, I consider ourselves the old part of the generation, but coming into this transition of the latter days of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're in that transition, and God is trying to speak to the house of God. God is trying to reposition us. And he's coming back one more time, trying to get us to come back and reevaluate ourselves. You've got to understand something. If COVID hadn't come, some of us would be bound for heaven, I mean bound for hell, that's sitting in the church because you were on a pathway that was not of God. So God allowed this interruption in our lives, not for the downfall, because everybody that God wanted to take out, he done took out. He done took out a whole lot of bishops and apostles in this hour, but yet he's allowed some of the sheep to be spared. We're talking about the traditions of men. You're trying to tell your family to change, but you have not. You point out someone's mistakes, but yet you have not changed. But when somebody points out your mistakes, you don't want to own up to anything. 
We don't understand how pharisaical we are by nature. Yes, we know the word, but yet we don't want the prophets of God to come in and tell us. We don't want the word of God to wash us and cleanse us up. But God's got a generation that's coming up out of the Jordan. And they're going to be able to possess the land. When Moses died out, Joshua came on the scene. Joshua studied, did everything that Moses did. Moses blessed him and told him to go on forth in the land. Joshua was the only one that came back him and Caleb and says, no, we're not going to let the giants in the land stop us. But some of us are letting the giants in our lives, the things that the demons is in our minds and our hearts, we are letting them stop us from coming and possessing the land, possessing everything that God has for us. You got to understand something. Joshua could not go forth if Moses was still alive. You got to understand something. God is not waiting for anybody. God is raising a man and women. He's causing children to come from out of a dirty, dry place to possess what you have labored for but you were never able to obtain. And the same people you're condemning is the same people that God's got his hands on. You got to understand something, because something God said in this service, he said that you've been trying to talk and tell them Jesus, and they got a deaf and dumb spirit that God put on them. God says, I put it on them because when the time and the season is right, upon in time, God is going to lift that spirit up off of them, and they're going to rise up, and as they know Jesus, and there was never a breaking in time. You need to understand something. God's timing and God's ways is not like ours. God does not move in the spirit realm and the, and the natural realm like we do. You got to understand something. When you first understand that you're a spirit, your flesh is going to go back down here. You've got to understand that we're a spirit. That's why God left the Holy Spirit in us so that we can continue to hear the voice of God because he knew that that was things that were going to be in the earth from in our flesh that was going to cause us to not hear God because of what Adam and Eve did. They brought sin into the world. If God brought them out of the dust and they even perverted what was in the land of the Garden of Eden, why would you think that that would not be in you even now? You've got to understand something. God is shifting and moving. God saw the sin that was in man and he breathed the life of acts in us and yet we will receive power that we can be transcend from a natural man into a spiritual man but yet that has not come so God is bringing in up people from out of the Jordan God is sending forerunners in the land just like he did John the Baptist I'm in Matthew the third chapter if you want to go there but you got to understand something John the Baptist was a forerunner he came before Jesus Christ that's why there's only a few true prophets in the land a true apostles and, 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 and five four ministers in the land and they all speak in the same message the same language but yet there's a deaf and dumb spirit on the people where they're not understanding they're not having ears to hear what the spirit is saying until the churches until this hour you need to understand something the seven churches that was in the book of revelations is all about what has been going on but there was only one church that continued to go forth in God you need to understand what God is saying you need to understand that God is raising up forerunners and they're even here now that they're moving in the land, they're moving through this COVID, they're not even getting sick, they're not even failing because of the power of God is upon them, the hand of God is upon them, and the anointing of God is upon them, and they're going to be able to go into dry places and to bring these people to the Jordan to be washed, that the power of God and the doves can ascend on their heads like the book of Matthew talks about. Jesus Christ, you got to understand something, they're going to have Jesus Christ's spirit, they're going to move in the power and the 
children of God. They're going to do what thus says the Lord. You got to understand something. These children don't care about houses, cars, and land. They don't care about none of this materialistic stuff like the tradition of men. And they're going to do go forth like the power of God. They don't come from out of a hard place. They don't come from out of families that's been broken, families that's been uh, busted up and all kind of poverty and tough situations, but God is still going to use them because they're going to have a spirit and a mind of Christ to go forth like never before. You need to understand what God is saying. You need to understand what God is doing in this hour. God is moving like he's never moved before. God is doing something great in this hour. You need to know the spirit of Christ is moving and moving and over the earth. You need to understand something. He's breaking the tradition of man and the man's heart is so stubborn. They don't want to change. And God God is going to let them die in their sin huh? because they were good for nothing huh? like wayside see huh? you need to understand something he's calling people from out of the Jordan because they're not listening to what the spirit is saying they still transgressing against the laws God is raising people up. The word Jordan means one who descends or to flow down. I've been to the Jordan River. It's not a clean river. And I look at this generation that's full of sin and perversion. I look at this generation and half the people in the church are not even praying for this generation because they have, they have come inwardly. They're focused on themselves. They are selfish. If you really look at the average church person, they got a selfish spirit. They're not going to pray all night long. They're not going to do what the old people did back in the day. So God has got a special remnant that's going to do what he's called them to do. They're going to be able to sell out. People are not selling out. People are not doing what the spirit of Christ is telling them. They're too busy being front, in front of their TVs comfortable. They're too busy being doing what they want to do. They're chasing after everything in the earth realm because they feel like what's going to happen next. They're trying to stock up on money instead of walking around with faith and doing what God has, has called them to do. They're caught up in their own ways. They're caught up in their own traditions. They're trying to fulfill their last dreams in this hour. But yet, whatever's gone, it's got to be gone. You got to see what God is doing in this hour. You cannot reach back into Egypt and bring anything out. Because when they left Egypt, they took all the spoils with them. God allowed them to pay them ransom for their suffering and their pain. There was nothing back in Egypt. Why you keep going back there? You need to understand something. God is causing up a generation to come. That's going to transcend. Operating the supernatural power of Jesus Christ. And they're heaven bound. And they're going to fight to the end. Because the power of God is going to be so strong on them. They're not going to know what to do. But isn't it strange that Jesus was, had John baptize him in the Jordan? And when I saw this this morning, I thought it was very interesting that God chose the Jordan as a place of humility. Isn't that strange that we don't have humility in the church? 
Everybody's full of pride. Everybody's full of themselves and, and all of these things. They want to do anything in the world and come in, into the house of God like the tradition of men and full of sin, full of all kind of things that's perverted and it's not right. Your house tore up, your job tore up, your money tore up. And do you want to know why your life is tore up? You need to understand something. It's time now to come up out of tradition. It's time to come up out of these things. You're trying to prosper in an old anointing and you're not trying to seek God after a new anointing and find out what he's doing. You need to understand something. God is looking around for one to stand in the gap but he cannot find one you need to understand something what is going on God is trying to get a hold of us and we don't want God to get a hold of us we're still trying to do it our way and in our own strength and God is saying I'm going to let it rot to the core and nothing's fruit is going to come up you're not going to bear any type of fruit in this season your words are going to be non and void you would have no change in your house you would have no change in your job you would not have no voice in the church you need to have understanding what God is doing God is shutting down the mouths of the wrong false prophets and he's raising up people from out of a hard place. People that's been praying all the way back from back in the day. He says I'm raising them up like I did and told Elijah. I got 4,000 that has not bowed down the bell. God is understanding now these are the prophets that's coming up. You need to understand something the prophets that was hidden in the caves that everybody was doing mainstream now God said I'm breaking it from the back side of the desert and I'm going to call them to preach and prophesy my name. They're going to preach and prophesy Jesus Christ. They're going to preach and prophesy a revelation of my coming. And they're going to have the power and the fire in which I've already ordained. In the book of Acts, when the power and the fire came down, they were baptized in tongues. Everybody got a tongue, but is it baptized by the fire and the blood of Jesus Christ? He's calling them out of the joy. Because he's looking down. And my people are still complaining. They're still murmuring about what I'm doing. Uh, he says the pastors still got to get them, pump them up to praise God because they so heavy laden down with burden. God says I'm not the focus. The issues is to focus, but not me. There's a changing of the gods. And the people that they pushed in the back of the church because they didn't look like us. God says those are the ones that are going to rise up the fire and the power of God and they're going to proclaim liberty. They're going to proclaim justice in my name for people that mistreated them, a peace people that did them wrong. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovering of the prisons to those who are bound. You need to understand what God is doing in this hour. He's bringing people out of bondage. People that you thought that been locked up on trumped up charges is finna go free now. People that's been in the background in the churches that's been doing the real work and the pastor's been getting the glory. God says I'm finna raise them up. They're not even gonna have the spirit in which they sat on. They're gonna have my spirit. They took the 
the abuse. They took the persecution. They took the wrongdoings. They saw the deacons and the pastors taking the money and mistreating it and perverting it. God says, now I done stripped my anointing from the pastors. And he said, my people are still going after dry dead things. He said, I cursed the fig tree because it was not producing. But yet you're still there looking, waiting for it to produce. Something that God has already cursed. Because you stuck. A warning, something your way. It has to be in that person. My anointing has to be in that person. Oh no, it can't be in nothing else. It's in this building or it's in a building. You caught up in the world. It's all of these big churches shut down. This is the hour that God spoke to me and told me years ago that the church of the latter days are coming now. And he says, I'm moving. He says, I'm not trying to get everybody else. He says, I did open the door up for salvation. He said, but they got caught up in the mortar and the bricks. He said, but now I'm coming for a people that's about me, that's seeking after my heart, that's got my glory upon them, that really wants to know the truth, really wants to come out, really is receiving that bread from heaven like never before he says I'm looking for a people that's not caught up in denomination I'm looking for a people that's caught up by my spirit I'm calling them from out of Jordan out of humility being broken Jordan the Baptist was not in the city baptizing he was out there in the wilderness how far are you willing to drive to get what you need? Where are you ready to, willing to go to get what you need? If a church is not in a certain location, you don't want to deal with it. But God says, I'm shedding it down and I'm repositioning my church in this. Only those that have my spirit will be able to see what I'm truly doing. Only those that have my spirit will be able to kneel down and pray that your will be done. Not what they will is no longer. Because it's no longer I that lives in me, but it's the spirit of Christ that lives in me. Matthew. Fifteenth chapter. Verse 6. Is released from honoring his father or mother. Thou, you have made the commandments of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me. Do you hear this? This is the tradition of man that's still in the house of God. The devil don't care about you coming. But you better not touch heaven with your heart. You better not be focused. Teaching as doctrine. The commandments of man. 
this is what the church was doing. COVID was a blessing to the body of Christ. Everything is finna shift in the arena as church as you know it. The music is not going to sound the same. The worship is not going to sound the same. The building is not going to look the same. The choir is not going to be the same. The worship leader is not going to be the same. Then he called the multitude and said to them, Hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. It's in our heart. The Pharisees were speaking what was in their heart. Our actions speak louder than our words. But yet they're replication of who we are and how we move. We want God to get a hold of everybody else, but not us, because we're right. Nobody can tell us anything. Been there and done that. And God had to bust me down and show me I don't know nothing. Your education doesn't matter. Your job affiliation doesn't matter. Verse 12, Matthew 15 and 12. Then his disciples came and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when, you, when they heard this saying? But he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Sometimes God gives an answer that's different than what you expect. They expected him to say, you offended him. No. He said everything that's not planted and rooted in truth is coming up out of the ground. Look at everything that's going on. Have you ever thought about half the stuff that we did, how it did never manifest, it never went anywhere? It wasn't founded in truth. A lot of times we're doing stuff and moving stuff because this is what we want. We want it. And God's going to bless it. Name it and claim it. Prosperity. Before the prosperity movement came, it was naming and claiming it. Listen to seeing what God is saying. Every plant which my heavenly father has not planted. That means there's people here that are not of God. They're sheep and wolves clothing. And what COVID has done is expose those who are not, up, not planted by God. And he's uprooting them. 
The anointing is lifting up out for certain things in the fivefold ministry that people call themselves in. And remember the hour that came that everybody wanted to be a prophet? Then after that, everybody wanted to be a bishop. Then everybody wanted to be an apostle. Remember those stages in the church? Some of them called themselves an apostle, but they were not. Never performed no signs and wonders, no miracles, no healing power. The Bible says those that have the spirit of Christ, he says signs and wonders are going to follow them in which they believe. But yet they wrote books. Yet they taught philosophy. Yet they were taught doctrines of men. And how can I speak against another person that's my brother and I'm doing the same thing? Because how can two walk together unless they're agreeing? So God is going to raise up another generation that's going to come from up out of the Jordan. And you're probably saying, well, the Jordan is a dirty place, so is the church now. Verse 14, let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. Look at what is happening. They were all falling behind each other. Now they're falling. Because anything that's not founded on truth and the word of God, and if God has not ordained it, it is not going to last. It's not going to. It will rise for a season, and God will allow it. But then he pulls the covers off. Isn't that what he do with us? When we don't heed the word of God. Some people in the Bible, I can't go there right now, but some people in the Bible, because of the zeal, they continue to carry on the good news. So some of these people that ordained them on self, they had zeal, they had good intentions, but it was really not ordained by God. God will let some things go on because of the profiting of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Fifteen, then Peter answered and said to him, explain the parable to us. So Jesus said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that Whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. Stuff in the stomach is going to get eliminated. It's going to pass. But the stuff that comes from out of a defiled mouth comes out of the mouth. Jeremiah 17 said, the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? I, the Lord. He said, I test the heart and the mind. God is testing all of us. One thing about a test, a test is going to show you where you truly lie at in God. Where you really stand at in God. And this is an hour that God is doing a separation. And I'm going to tell you something. The separation for those that don't believe, there's a separation for those that want to stay in their problems and their inner self. Then there's a separation for those that's going to go forth in God. I only give you what the Spirit showed me. Because some people can't get out of their heads. 
They can't get beyond what they want. But yet, they say. But then you got some people that are just not. Their time is up. Then you got those that sold out for Christ. I've seen so many people start this walk, but they can't go beyond themselves. They're stuck in the traditions of man. Before they move out in faith, they'll stay there in fear and watch everybody else walk by and criticize, complain. Don't find nothing good, but yet the work of gospel is progressing on. The kingdom of God suffered violent and the violent take it by force. I told you that is the gospel is progressing on. God never cut off the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They still stayed there. But his work, what? Progressed on. Because it was founded in truth. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thieves, False witnesses, blasphemes, these are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. I want to read you what God gave me when he gave me the scripture. I'm going to read you this. People you thought was not going to be anything. Mount to nothing. You turned your nose up. You gave up in your heart. You don't pray for them anymore. Because they weren't moving fast enough for you and on your timing. God has a timing for everyone that he calls them to come up and hear his voice. There will be nobody in this earth that will not leave without hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. preached. God said, I'm, it says, I'm going to raise them up and they will have an anointing that you only dreamed of slash hoped for but did not operate in. Jesus is revisiting the Jordan. And he's washing and he's cleansing another generation that's going to do what he's called them to do. He's got forerunners like John the Baptist now preparing the way of the new move of God in the land. And those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying and to come up from out of themselves, false doctrine, false teaching. Or the unsaved, the wicked. But the people that's about giving God their full heart and full focus, those are the ones that he's speaking to in this hour. Those that have weak faith, weak hope in Jesus Christ, lukewarm, double-minded, you probably said, well, that's not me. Well, why you are still in the same place that you were last year? Why are you still struggling with what you were struggling with for 10 and 20 years? There's a change coming. 
Get on board and get your deliverance. It is child's bread, and it's for you and I. It's time to let go of the past. When he washed you in the Jordan, that should have been it. That was your opportunity for teaching, for instructions, getting new directions how to come up and survive through the wilderness for 40 years until you got to the promised land. But what held you up was that you didn't get washed thoroughly in the Red Sea. The cleansing for everything that the false gods of Egypt or the mentality in which we stand in. It's time now to forgive yourself because God has already forgiven you. It's time now to hear the voice of God. What he's speaking right now and let go of what you think that you know and hear what God is saying in this hour. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.